Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The Rangers lose to the Los Angeles Kings 2-1 to and Jonathan Quick's return to L.A. Wasn't his fault that the Rangers lost, but the goal scoring has really dried up, especially in the losses and especially on the road. Uh, the Rangers have really not played well away from MSG, uh, which was really a strong point for them for a while. They, again, like since the beginning of December, they played about 500 hockey. So, and just not a good first period. The Rangers only had two shots on goal in the first. And a lot of back-breaking goals, a lot of late-period goals against the Rangers that have really hurt them in this losing stretch. So, you know, the Kings, two goals they scored, you know, at 19-25 of the first and 18-13 of the second. Like, that's just, that's a losing formula. And granted, the Kings have a very, they're the top PK in the league, but the Ranger power play has not been getting the job done lately. I'm not overly concerned about it, but it's just what it's been. The Rangers power play has been middling now for a bit. And, you know, I watched the bandage in the power play and it's just like always trying to wind up for that slap shot in his patented spot. Like got to stop with that. It's very easy for the other team to know that that's what's what you're trying to do. And it just, it feels like it works one every 20 times. Either the shot will get blocked, it'll go wide. I just, I don't like that. And it doesn't mean they're always feeding it to him. Sometimes he'll ask for it or be in the position and, and they'll go in a different direction. But, you know, I, I didn't like what I saw from him. Like when I think about that late power play that the Rangers got, Alexi Lafreniere had a great chance at the doorstep and couldn't bury it. David Riddick, give Riddick credit for the save, but also for Lafreniere. Like, you got to find a way to bury that. I know that that might be a little bit harsh. Like, he didn't do anything terribly wrong, but you just got to find a way to score that goal there. And it didn't happen. But the Rangers, like, like got up to such a slow, bad start. In terms of lineup changes, Zach Jones was in for Eric Gustafson. Gustafson, I think it was termed as a lower body injury. We know Zach Jones is, is terrible, and it doesn't help the way that he's used. It's not, a way, it's not a recipe for any success because he basically gets thrown in there randomly when someone gets hurt. All that said, Zach Jones, this is not an NHL defenseman. Like, yes, he has offensive skills, and maybe he can make it like as a depth defenseman, you know, hopefully not for the Rangers in years to come. But what also happens is Brady Schneider, who – isn't really that good to begin with. Um, you know, he's a nice player. Could he develop into a solid defensive first, you know, third pair guy? Yeah, I guess. But like that pair, Joe Schneider is always and forever just a really, really bad defensive pair. It's horrible. So like the first goal the Kings scored, that was basically what you saw. And, and more of it was on Schneider, but Jones was a bit out of position and just kind of was easily uh, just bodied by Trevor Moore. So that was bad. Then the second goal the Kings got was just a terrible, was Keandre Miller with just a horrible turnover. You cannot have that. Like Keandre Miller, the turnovers that he has, and he has the skill a lot of the times what we've seen is he can make up for his turnovers. But the guy just in the most unopportune positions turns the puck over. 
and it ends up in the back of the Ranger net. You cannot have that. What is this now for Keandre Miller? What is this year? What is this, his fourth year now? Like, I still think the sky's the limit for him. But enough's enough. Like, you just, you're, you're killing your team by doing that. Like, you know, um, and for the forwards, in a move that I agreed with, Pitlick was in for Benino. But now, tomorrow against Anaheim, and Benino is a former duck. I, I don't know if Lavia let Fabius in at all. But coming the loss, I would expect Benino back in there, and we'll see who comes out. Like, will it be Pitlick that just comes straight out? Will it be someone else? I'm curious to see on that. Um, but it's just a lot, it's a rotation of this bottom six. It's just, it's a lot of shit. If we're being completely honest, some of the guys are all right, right? Like Will Cooley, I think as a rookie, he's done a nice job. Like I'm not going to give him any crap. Um, the fact is that Blake Wheeler's cooked. He is. Blake Wheeler is, he is not going to last much longer in the NHL. Like, if this isn't his last season, maybe next year will be. It's just what it is. He's had a great career, but he's he's basically done. Barkley Goodrow. Barkley Goodrow, the last two seasons, did chip in a bit offensively. That is completely non-existent this season. That's just not there. That's just not there. I think Jimmy Vesey's fine. Uh, I will say that I guess lately there hasn't really been as much from him. But, like, I think... If you had the right guys around him, I think that would be perfectly fine. But yeah, and like Bradzinski, like he is in his role is more than it should be. I think Johnny Bradzinski, he'd be a fine 13th forward. I think a guy that he that can you can kind of move there. But I think with Philip Heedle out, um, it, it kind of exposes a, a weakness there. And, and I really th- I I'm not saying I'm confident that Heedle will come back, but you really need him. And more than that. With Capo Kako, where he is at, Kako is really more of a third-line player who could move up if you need him. But right now, he's in the top six. I'm not saying I have a problem with that, but look, like this roster is not the best. With that said, I think the Rangers will end up with a really good point total. I think that they will end up as one of the top teams in the Metropolitan Division, but it doesn't change the idea that they need to make improvements. This team is currently constituted. Let's say, like, Kittel does come back and does stay healthy, which is a big if. That's not going to get the job done. If you're trying to win a cup, like, that's just not, that's still not going to do it. So I really want Laviolette to just make some tweaks. You don't have to have Zibanejad or Kreider. You don't have to do it. I mean, I'm not saying that your other options are great, but you don't have to do that. And then the, the defensive pairs with, with Miller, Truba, and Lindgren Fox, it's okay to maybe break that up for a little bit and see what happens. You know, I, I just, and, and this is not me blaming Laviolette because I will always say that I think it's more of a team issue. I think, that, I think this is a pretty good coaching staff. I like Michael Pekka a lot. Phil Housley, I think, like, that remains to be seen, you know, um, as, far as, as far as him. But I think that overall, this is a pretty solid coaching staff. But I don't know. We've seen this team, you know, they, they run hot and cold. They do. And 
Luckily for the Rangers, those first two months were so good that, like, so good that it has made it so that these losses, you can withstand them because of the cushion that they gave themselves. But this is disappointing. The LA Kings have only had now, with this win, two wins in their last 12 games. They are now 8-8-5 eight, eight, and five at home. The Kings were a bad home team. But we've seen this before, you know, at Ranger games in L.A., where the Rangers don't really score a lot. It, it, like, when the Kings are operating at their best, it, it is a defensive-first style. Um, and I didn't think the Rangers really played all that bad this game, right? That's the thing. Like, I thought that the Rangers were more defensively structured. This was not a a bad Ranger game. So I'm not going to necessarily as, – as much as I'm, you know, kind of giving you more of the big picture – Individually, like, I thought they got off to a really bad start, but then they picked it up and they were right in there. The Rangers could have won this game very easily, but it's still disappointing. And so now with the rest of this West Coast trip, it's obviously not a must win. These are not must win games, but you got to beat the Ducks and the Sharks. And I think that, and I hope that they will, the Ducks are coming off of a loss to the Sharks. So both teams are going to have, you know, both teams are coming on basically equal lack of rest, if you will, um, going into this duck game that the Rangers will have. But got to get those wins. But it's disappointing. You know, the way they, the, the Vegas game was just awful. And then this one, you know, especially with Jonathan Quick's return. And you know what? I really appreciate after the game, he was pissed. He, you know, he is a total competitor. And they were asking questions like, hey, you know, how did it feel being on the other side? You know, this is an arena that you've, uh, you know, been so accustomed to being on the home side. It's like, it just, it's just another road game. What did you think of the video tribute? Yeah, there's tons of videos. Like, I really, like, being on this side of it, like, I'm sure if you're a King fan, it's kind of like, wow, like, you know, but the way they let him go, too, was not great. So I'm sure he still harbors a little bit of animosity there. But, yeah, with, with Jonathan Quick, I uh, really do appreciate. I, I have a ton of respect for him. Uh, and really like what he's brought to the table for the Rangers in more ways than one. And for him, like it's this was not his fault at all. I I do not blame him for either goal. Was he tested that much? No, not not really. Because I thought the Rangers played fairly well defensively, but still. So let's roll through this quickly. There's not really a whole lot to to touch on. Um, as far as Pitlick coming in, as would make sense. Uh, Goodrow slides over to center, and then Pitlick's on the right side, Beasley on the left. But first period, Kings were the better team. Rangers could produce nothing offensively, nothing at all. And Zach Jones takes a holding penalty at 10.07 on Quentin Byfield. Zach Jones, it was interesting. Matthew Robertson, well, it, it, it wasn't interesting, really. But Matthew Robertson was called up, but they're always going to go with Jones over whoever gets called up. But... We will. We shall see whether Zach Jones does last the season again. Like I, I've compared it to, he kind of has that Libor Hayek role from the last few years, where they don't want to subject him to waivers because they feel like he'll get claimed. But it's a weird. But like yet, there's probably better options in Harford. Not necessarily saying Robertson, but with the way Jones is played, it's like he probably should get leapfrogged. But Jones is called for holding. Rangers kill it off. And then just as bad as the period was, you almost got out of it scoreless. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. 
as with 35 seconds left in the first, uh, the Kings score a goal. And it was a goal by Kevin Fiala, his 11th goal of the season from Trevor Moore. This was a turnover by Braden Schneider behind the net. Zach Jones is kind of out of position, and Trevor Moore has really easy just body position on him. And, and again, just like Jones, there was no resistance there. Like, it was very easy for him to make that pass, and Fiala's kind of all alone in front, quick to the best he could. But Schneider, Schneider fucked that up more than anyone, and I've said it since the beginning of the season, right? I think since game two against Columbus, when Lindgren was out, I was saying – and I'm trying to think if last year Jones Schneider was a combo at all. It probably it must have. I feel like it must have been at some point. Um, but yeah, like it is horrible. It's terrible. So, like, and you would think that Gustafson will probably be out again tomorrow, right? Like, if it was bad enough to keep him out tonight, I would suspect that you might see, you know, at the very least him out. Do they maybe go with Robertson and just say like, fuck it? Maybe, but uh, we've seen nothing to suggest that'll happen. So Fiala scores late in that first period to give the Kings a one nothing lead. We go to the second period. And Matt Wah is called for, is it Wah or Roy? Might be Roy, actually. Uh, at 440, he interferes with Alexi Lafreniere, but the Rangers don't score on that power play. But they do tie it up. At 1439 of the second, it's Kreider. Scoring his 21st goal of the season from Fox and Zibanejad. Nice play there. Good pass by Fox to an open Kreider. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Even though I lumped them together, I think that Chris Kreider's season has been, has been good. Like, there's always a little bit of that inconsistency and a little bit where it feels like he could give a little bit more. But just it's been a pretty efficient season for Kreider in many ways. And so the way I look at it, to me, Mika has been way more hot and cold. Where with Crowder, there's been a little bit more consistency. Because it is tough to kind of like, you. it's very easy to group them together. But I, I actually think that Crowder has been, um, you know, uh, a lot more good than bad this year. Um, so that makes it 1-1. But then at 18-13, a really bad turnover by Keandre Miller that ends up in the back of the Ranger net. Quinton Byfield scores his 13th goal of the season unassisted. I believe it was Anderson Dolan who caused the turnover. And Miller tried to Miller basically tried to stop from going in. But then I, and then I think it goes off a quick whatever happened, it easily landed on Byfield's tape and you know just buries it to give the Kings a 2-1 lead. And that is a killer of a goal. So you almost go into the third 1-1. And that changes everything. That changes the whole complexion, but instead the Kings are up 2-1, which makes it a lot easier for LA. So we go to the third, and a 5-0-2 Gavrikov delay a game, but the Rangers don't score. Like, those are the opportunities. I know the Kings are the number one uh, penalty kill unit in the league, but you got to score there. And then at 18-21, Trevor Moore is called for high sticking out of Fox. So here's your chance. Six on four. Here's the opportunity. And I'll say this. Alexi Lafreniere got hit with the puck. Um, and was out for a very brief amount of time. Again, like the, the toughness of these guys is crazy where it's like, I think he might've been bleeding. I'm not sure if they stitched him up or if it was just, it ended up not being anything crazy, but Lafreniere comes back out there. He was part of the six on four and it was a wide shot by Fox in the power play that goes right to Lafreniere and you wish he could have lifted it somehow. Riddick gets the pad on there. So again, a, a combination of it is credit to Riddick and also just kind of wishing that Alexi could have scored. But yeah, like, again, I didn't like what I saw from Zabanejad at all on this power play. 
really, really frustrating. It's like you look at it and, and when Panarin is not getting the points and producing, it's like it's hard for this team to win. Whereas obviously he, he's been going nuts all season, so it's never been an issue. But basically they were finding ways to win for a while. And it was really impressive. And now that's just not happening. And so let's see what happens the next couple of games. Rangers lose this one 2-1. It'll definitely be Igor versus the Ducks. And we'll see what happens. I would be very disappointed if they lost that game. I think they'll be ready to go. I think that even if they don't play their best game, you like to think they should still be able to beat Anaheim. And then you play the Sharks. So like, you got to salvage this, this road trip. It starts at 0-2, and, and I'm hoping they can get two more wins, and then you go from there. But, yeah, the All-Star break is approaching. You only have, I believe, uh, four more games. Four more games. You got Anaheim, San Jose, home versus Vegas, and I believe at Ottawa. And then that's it. And then they don't play for a while, actually. They don't, I think it's probably, must be like a week and a half to two. Like It's probably about a week and a half that they don't play. But, you know, you want to you want to be feeling OK going into the break. But, yeah, the Rangers now, you know, when you look at the standings, they are um, 28, 15 and two, which is a really good overall record. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. The Flyers are right there. But the team that could realistically pass the Rangers in the division is Carolina. And I've said it, like, if it happens, it's the end of the world. It's, it's not, but it's important. You know, I, I think, like, you want to win the division, A. Like, that's, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. But the Rangers have been a lot better at home. They're 15-6 at home. They're 13-9-2 in the road. Like, there is a pretty noticeable difference, especially, I, I would say, in the way of goal scoring. It feels like lately in particular, they're on the road. When they lose, they're getting typically maybe like one goal maybe two and, and you know i think that's even on the rare side so a lot to work on hopefully you know better results are ahead but unfortunately for jonathan quick who deserved a better fate he goes back to la and he comes out of there on the wrong side in this one the rangers lose to the los angeles Kings, two to one